From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages. Welcome again to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. As uh, our lovely announcer said, I am Jerry Brooks, your baby-faced assassin of freedom, tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America, and promising you as i've always have to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth with an awful lot of help from god and believe me i need as much help as i can get so do others who are telling the truth about really what's going on in the world uh if you want to get a hold of us you can certainly uh, send us an email at in black and right at gmail.com or go to our website in blackandright.net. Uh, we've put up some new things. Uh, we've updated it, I uh, guess, it, yeah, I did yesterday. Uh, doing some other things. We're getting ready for our first anniversary on January 3rd, which incidentally happens to be the same day that the new Congress will be seated. Oh boy, talk about some wackadoodle timing. But anyway. Let's get on with some of the fun things in the news today. Now, of course, we still have quite a bit going on in the world. I mean, literally. We still have the protests in China uh, over the COVID restrictions. We still have millions upon millions of Brazilians who are still protesting the horrendously messed up election. Uh, putting Lula in office, a full-blown, full-grown, uh, pretty much unashamed pawn of the communist Chinese. So we've got a little bit of a connection there. And of course, uh, here in the U.S., right in our own backyard, Arizona is still a mess, and it is still growing into a huge mess with certification, and so on and so forth. Well, certainly one part of the Arizona mystery took place in Mojave County, uh, a more rural county uh, there in Arizona, but it also came with the head of the Board of Supervisors for Mojave County explaining why one of his fellow uh, supervisors was told that he had to certify the election or he was going to be essentially arrested and charged. Now, this was kind of like, okay, another mystery. Who told this supervisor and why did he essentially put it out there saying, hey, I got to vote for this under duress because I've been a as I've been threatened with arrest. And I thought, who's said, who says that? What politician says something like that? So today, uh, watching an interview with the, uh, the head of the Mojave County, Arizona Board of Supervisors, essentially 
the person, the the commissioner who was threatened with arrest said that it was the lawyer who represents Mojave County that informed uh, this person that if he didn't ex didn't if he did not certify the election he was going to be subjected to all kinds of criminal penalties uh, filed by the uh, I, let's see yeah, yeah that's right I just want to make sure I had everything straight uh, by the Secretary of State's office yep Katie Hobbs that Secretary of State who is essentially certifying her own election in spite of a lot of things. Now, this is, I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, Merry Christmas, Arizona. I love you. I lived a year and a half in Phoenix. And Arizona's a beautiful place, but boy, have you got some seriously foobar elections and how they are handled. Now, a great story from the wonderful folks at Just the News, John Solomon's outstanding organization. Uh, one of their reporters who is on the ground, uh, Natalia Middlestadt is her name, talking about this ain't the first time Ar Maricopa County, Arizona has been in this rodeo. It hasn't. I mean, this great story, like I said, justthenews.com, great, great place. I do a lot of my research there because John Solomon is a five-star investigative journalist. He brings the receipts, and so do his team of great investigative reporters. So this, this story, uh, which was updated uh, just yesterday, but yeah, it, it talks a lot about this. The history of the last 10 years when it came to elections and Maricopa County. Now, Picking up a little bit in the middle of the story, I just want to read some of this. And I would definitely recommend, and I will get a link to this story uh, on inblackandright.net because uh, we've got all of these stories. I mean, on the homepage, I've dedicated an entire section to the Arizona mess. And there are still other, there are still messes. Uh, there Attorney General nominee, the Republican nominee, Abe Hamaday, uh, who is suing, but his case uh, was thrown out because he had to wait until the election was certified before he can make any type of challenges. That's just how Arizona law works. But yes, so this story about Maricopa County in the last 10 years, oh, you'll love some of this. Uh, from the story from Just the News. During the 2012 presidential general election in Maricopa County, key races went undecided for two weeks after Election Day as a result of record numbers of provisional and early ballots, remaining uncounted after the polls closed, according to stories in, from the Arizona Republic. That outlet said that Arizona, quote, and this is a quote from the Arizona Republic, Arizona was embarrassed on the national stage. Oops. Well, apparently this ain't the first rodeo. Ugh. Now, again, we move to 2014. 
Same story from Just the News. In the 2014 midterm election, despite a decrease in voter turnout, there were still days-long delays in counting early votes, attributable to most of the counties in Arizona stopping their count of early ballots between 12 and 2 p.m. the Monday before an election to prepare for Election Day. The Arizona Republic reported, again, as a result, mailed-in early balance ballots that arrived after that time and early ballots hand-delivered on Election Day have to wait to be counted. Ay, 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 ay. Now, remember, this is 2012 and 2014, folks. This isn't what hap just happened. Oh, no, this, what happened during the midterms was definitely the cherry on top of this sick, twisted Sunday. Now, again, another little portion of this. Now, in 26, during the 2016 primaries, the number of polling locations in Maricopa County was reduced to 60 as opposed to over 230 in the 2022 midterms. But voters could vote at any location rather than being assigned to one. However, with 1.25 million eligible in-person voters at the time, this reduction of polling places from more than 200 in 2012 in the presidential primary and 400 in the 2008 presidential primary caused hours-long lines. Is any of this sounding familiar? Any of this? I mean, my goodness. After the 2016 primary, the Obama, the Obama Justice Department sent a letter to Maricopa County Recorder's Office essentially, you know, about the same issues that happened then. Now, oh my goodness, and it goes on and on and on and on. 2016, 2018, of course, 2020 with the infamous uh, audit that was done by the Arizona State Senate. I mean, this is just, ugh. Ugh, it's just horrible. The no, I mean, the name's Stephen Richer. That's a name that I guarantee you pretty much every Arizonan, if they don't know it by now, they will soon enough because this was the same sick, twisted piece of excrement who, as the county recorder, also had a political pack that was highly partisan to support Republican candidates who didn't buy the who didn't support the 2020 election being stolen. I'm like, and he's also the county recorder? Ladies and gentlemen, this, these clowns, the Stephen Richer, the county recorder, and this Bill Gates and his cronies on the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, they are a mess. They give conflict of interest a really, really, really bad name. I mean, heck, even the even the Holy Bible says you have you need to avoid even the appearance of impropriety. But yet, these guys obviously didn't read it. I mean, my goodness. And now you've got 
this. It's still a mess, and it's going to be a mess for quite a while because there are going to be lawsuits flying like bullets over Baghdad. And it's going to be interesting to see what Carrie Lake and her team of attorneys are going to do to this because, and I'm thinking a little bit ahead here, if states like Arizona, which is a swing state, it is a red state, it is. It's not even, it's not blue, It's and it's not even really purple. It's a red state. But you have growing numbers of sworn affidavits saying that people were, and these are not coming from just ordinary disenfranchised voters. These are coming from poll watchers, poll observers, from attorneys who were there at numerous different polling places saying you know about this problem occurred that problem occurred people were having to you know in long lines and this bill gates guy oh i would love to give him a nice slap across the face for being such a snarky arrogant sob it's like well it was done we did this right no you didn't ding dong you didn't even follow your girl, Katie Hobbs' own election manual. This was done in 2019. It was negotiated like crazy. And yet, where was it used? Hmm? I mean, where was it used? I mean, you got a whole lot of improvisation going on when you had at your disposal the election manual of how to do an election. Coming from your home, girl, Katie Hobbs, racist piece of crud. She didn't win the election. You know, and Doug Ducey, do nothing, Ducey. I hope you do run for something in 2024 and get blown up. I mean, blown up politically, not actually blown up. So for those of you, just just calm down and get over yourselves. Doug Ducey has got political aspirations. He... Rumor has it he wants to run in 2024 for Kirsten Sinema's seat, and I really hope his candidacy goes down in flames if he's stupid enough to try it. Because Arizonans are going to have a real long memory, especially when it came for these quote-unquote mechaniac Republicans who seem to be channeling the spirit of the dead senator. I was like, no, this is not... Maricopa County's first uh, rodeo when it comes to screwing up an election. Read the story in just the news. It is absolutely mind-boggling that for 10 years, Maricopa County has not gotten it right. They have had screw-up after screw-up after screw-up. My Lord. Ah. This is crazy. And it's going to get worse. I'm sorry. It is going to get worse before it gets better. And I hate to say that, but with states like Arizona and you throw in Pennsylvania into the mix, if you don't get this whole situation with elections straightened out, it isn't going to matter if it's Trump or DeSantis winning the nomination in 2024. It's going to be another mess. 
another chance to screw up the election, to steal it, whatever. And even if you don't use the word malfeasance, this is incompetence, grotesque incompetence, on a level that I never thought I would see in all the years I've covered politics. I thought, oh my gosh. And for my friends who live there, and they are great people, I said, I'm sorry, guys. I mean, I, I try to explain to them, you know, Florida, we didn't have that problem in Florida. Oh, no, we did not. We did not have that problem in Florida. I mean, we had our red wave, absolutely. But we, Florida, which is two to three times the population of Arizona. Arizona has 15 counties. We, Florida has 67. We, Florida has two time zones. Uh, Eastern, most of the state is Eastern time, but there is a portion of the panhandle that's in Central time. So yes, 67 counties, 21 million people, two different time zones, and by the time the 11 o'clock news came on all over Florida, we were done. Votes had been counted. Races had been called. There were few, there were very few problems, if any, at least none worth reporting. And boom, we were done. We were done. And until you get someone like a Ron DeSantis in Pennsylvania and in Arizona and a few other places, this is going to happen every single solitary election cycle. And the sad thing that really kind of breaks my heart, there are people who have already just thrown in the towel. Their votes mean nothing. They're sick of the, they're sick of the cheating. They're sick of the lack of transparency. They're sick of the lack of accountability. And there's just that, we're done. We're not going to do this anymore. Our votes don't count. Our voices are not heard. And this is not the time to roll over and play dead. This is the time to redouble your efforts, strengthen your resolve, and say, hey, we're going to get this fixed. Because if you're going to let crooked politicians, election people, secretaries of state, some of whom are, have been bought and paid for by George Soros, then you might as well, you know, we're done. We're going to be done. And, and that's not how I work. I mean, I could have easily just rolled over and just like, okay, you know, whatever. I'm just not going to just get involved anymore. But I can't do that because I love my country too much. And I want to be a voice for those who are not able to be a voice by themselves, to stand up for them, to stand up for their rights, and that they need to be heard. And they especially need to be heard at the ballot box. And Arizona, Maricopa County, is just going to end up being, sadly, the epicenter of more corruption, more ugh, malfeasance, incompetence, and several other words that I really would like to use, but this is sort of a family program, 
and I don't want to use those words right now, but I think you get the picture. So yes, I am looking forward to continuing. I mean, we can't really rest. The price of freedom is still eternal vigilance, and that's especially with voting. Now, Florida, not really a problem right now, and I can understand why so many people want to come here. But don't just, you know, even Florida's but one state out of 50. Yes, we have a ton of blue states that have all sorts of craziness and with mail-in ballots, ballot harvesting, so on and so forth. And if conservatives and the RNC aren't willing to adjust their tactics, because you're if you keep doing the same thing all over, all over again, time after time after time, number one, that's Einstein's definition of insanity. Number two, you're not going to get the change that you want if you keep doing the same things over again. My goodness, we, we just got to wake the heck up here. I mean, it's not, there are still plenty of blue states out there who are going to, that are going to be run by some really wackadoodle people who are still going to make their lives as miserable as possible and when their term limits are, are reached they're going to end up putting more people who share the same tyrannical crazy philosophy I mean we're talking lockdown lunatics mask Nazis mandate maniacs you're going to get it and you're going to keep getting it Again and again and again. Now, like I said, I can understand why people love Florida. I, I really can. But here's something that might give you a little bit of, you know, a little bit of hope, maybe some optimism. Uh, this is a story from Politico, of all people, that school boards here in Florida, now, Governor DeSantis, back in August, had, and that was the time of the Florida primary, he had endorsed some 30 pro-parent, pro-parent rights, conservative school board candidates across the entire state of Florida. On that night, 25 of those 30 that were endorsed by Governor DeSantis won their school board races. 25 out of 30, folks, that's a batting average anybody in baseball would take. Absolutely. So now, now that these new school board members are installed and they're going to work, uh, oh man, it's, <laughs> ugh. I'm looking at this story by, uh, on Political. And the subheading, new board members in two GOP-leaning counties essentially sacked their school superintendents over the span of a week. And they, and these school boards in Sarasota County and Bavard County in South Florida, whoo, it's, 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 it's going to be kind of ugly. I mean, if you're a groomer, support groomers, you're into uh, the mass mandates and all that in defiance of the governor, 
You're dog meat. Let's put it, let's, let's be blunt here. You're dog meat. And these new school boards and their new conservative majorities are like, okay, we're cleaning house. No more mass mandates, no CRT, no gender ideology. And I can assure you, the teachers union types and others, they are screaming bloody murder. But yet, these are the same people who have no problem with cancel culture canceling these parents who ran and tried everything to ensure their defeat, and they failed. Uh, cancel culture works both ways. And that's the thing that I'm afraid some of these folks just aren't understanding. So, for all of these great school boards, I mean, 13 of them here in the state of Florida flipped to conservative pro-parent rights majority. Yay. Do your thing. Do what you were sent to do. And if these people have are going to whine and kvetch and whatever, let them. Because, yeah, it hurts. But this is what happens when you mess with mama bears and papa bears. Because in the end, uh, they will get what they want because you don't mess with somebody's kids. You just don't. I mean, get a clue here. Uh, I mean, I'm even having the opportunity tomorrow to hear one of the great mama bears of the state of Florida, Keisha King. Looking forward to that, uh, to hear what she has to say, and I'm really hoping that she would agree to an interview. And if so, it's going to be an in black and white special treat for all the mama bears and papa bears out there. So that's to, you know that's going to be tomorrow. I'm going to see what happens there. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, there are reasons to be hopeful. I mean, I know it doesn't look like it right now, but with all that's going on, but yeah, we didn't get the red wave that we thought. Okay, let's deal with it. I mean, in Florida, yeah, we got it. We flipped House, U.S. Uh, congressional districts and all that. So, yeah, we got that. But now you just got to remember, um, the Republicans now have control of the House. Pelosi has lost her speakership. And so has Steny Hoyer. And both of them have stepped down. They have retired from leadership. And they want to let a new generation come through uh, and start to lead. Now, to start that process, the House Democrats elected New York Representative Hakeem Jeffries uh, to be its new minority leader. And you know, I, I've you know I've seen uh, Jeffries. You know, he is now the first Black American to lead a major party in Congress. Yay, more identity politics. But he will be a good foot soldier in the sense that he is a progressive. He is way out in left field and a wackadoodle. But he will do essentially uh, what the Democrats want. And this is unlike the Republicans who cannot seem to get their act together. And frankly, 
even though I'm not McCarthy's biggest fan, but I think he is, given the current configuration, the best choice we have, given uh, what's going on. Now, I don't know who the rest of the House Democrat leadership is going to be. I mean, I'm sure they're going to be just as uh, vocal, just as wacky, just as full-blown, virulently uh, leftist and socialist, communist, whatever. But at the very least, you know, okay, the House and the, the House Democrats got it done. They got, they got it done, and they've got a new leader. Yay happy. But if McCarthy, this apparently new and improved Kevin McCarthy, is going to do what he needs to do, then he better make sure that he follows through because he won't be speaker for long if he ticks off enough conservatives. I promise you that. That's going to just be nuts. So yes, he McCarthy just simply needs to get a spine, grow a pair, let his committee chairs, especially his key committee chairs, like uh, Jim Comer at Oversight, Jim Jordan, the, expected to be the Judiciary uh, Committee Chair, and whoever he gets for the Appropriations and the Ways and Means Committee. Those are the, some of the key congressional committees where you defund a lot of this crud, you get subpoena power, and, and don't ask the Democrats for a damn thing. They don't need, you do not need, as the majority, permission to put out a subpoena. You don't put it to a vote. You actually take power, do with it what you're supposed to do with it, and stop being afraid because you're going to get the media all upset. You're going to get the Democrats all upset. It's like, who gives a rip? These are the same clowns who got us into this mess in the first place. To heck with them. Oh, my caramba. Just get the job done. Let the Get some committee chairs with a spine and a backbone and a brain and just do what needs to be done and keep your commitment and bring some real transparency to whoever. Impeach who you need to because these people are not helping us. Not one bit. We're going to have enough problems in 2023 economically. Let's not add this to the already out of control dumpster fire that we're going to have to go through. So rant ended <laughs> so my friends ah i'll tell you it's good to be back so with that my friends always remember you can check us out uh the audio podcast you wherever you get your podcasts we're on spotify we're on apple podcasts we're on all the big platforms so wherever you get it you can find it subscribe and follow us we're looking to have a great year next year, and we're looking to expand. Also, you can check us out on all of our other uh, social media platforms, True Patriot Network, Getter, Truth Social, uh, Parlor, and a few others. So yeah, we're everywhere, and we're going to be everywhere, and it's going to be fun. 
So until tomorrow, my friends, take care of yourselves. God bless. Have a great holiday season. And always remember that Patriots still come in all colors. We'll